0: You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. On a Pertinence uh, punctuated, and Alhamdulillah, Pertinence punctuated is a program uh, that uh, you all uh, look forward to, and we really look forward to this segment with our very own uh, Sheikh Shari Maida, who is a Medina graduate. He's a world-renowned, uh, mashallah, uh, scholar. that is a uh, well-sought-after different media houses. He's also, as an alim, he uh, serves many other bodies and alhamdulillah is also a motivational speaker with a lot of students around humanitarian and also a very astute a businessman. Sheikh Shoy Maida. as warahmatullahi wa, wa And uh, tell us how you're doing this fine, uh, beautiful evening.
1: Wa alaikum as wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to my dear brother Shifaat Ahmed Khan and all the listeners of Marcaz Sahaba this evening. Alhamdulillah. We are well, and uh, with the grace and the grace and mess of Allah, quite a good weather as well. Not hot, uh, we're getting some nice, cool weather. Alhamdulillah, we need to thank Allah for that. And also, you know, if you understand there was a tremor that happened in uh, Jobbik a few days ago, we say if there's any casualties from the Muslimin, may Allah grant them Shifai camera, inshallah. And if there's any laws to property, cracks, and the rest of that, may Allah find a way that. the maintainers and the repairs come for me. Inshallah. Uh,
0: absolutely. There was an, a tremor on Sunday. I think it was in the east Iran, and I got quite a few friends there. And I asked them, hey, what happened? Guy, can I I chef? I was fast asleep. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, he he didn't he didn't feel anything. He felt like it was his fastest sleep and uh, Alhamdulillah, didn't feel the tremor, but it was in the east run and uh, yeah, you know, they're all over the world. I mean, you look at what's happening in Pakistan, which is a uh, rather shocking, uh, Sheikh Shui Maida. You know, uh, they, they say a third of Pakistan has been destroyed. And, uh, you know, half of Pakistan is underwater. And uh, what else they say, Sheikh Shui Maida, is uh, that, uh, you know, uh, they they need aid. And that is the size of Britain. A third of Pakistan is the size of the British. I mean, the whole of Britain. Can you believe that, uh, Sheikh Shui Maida?
1: You see, Shaf, this is amazing. You see, they're trying to um, get rid of the person that was actually bringing some kind of stability in the country and push him away so that they can find somebody who's going to be like a puppet, you know, for them, where they can bring their arms there and start again attacking Afghanistan and the neighboring countries. So, because the gentleman was standing up with his ground to say, No, we cannot be doing that anymore, they've turned against him. And unfortunately, the people also are not looking at the right direction. They would like to support the oppressor as well. We say, May Allah make it easy. May Allah grant ease and stability to uh, the Prime Minister, who is going under a lot of hardship in that country, and also those that believe in him, mostly the Muslims. May Allah make it very easy for them, inshallah, that they must never make a bad choice, like how the other countries made their bad choices. You look at a good example of Libya, Shaf. Libya was uh, Africa's breadbasket. And Muammar Gaddafi was actually calling for African unity to bring African countries together. But what happened? They actually turned against him and made the people turn against him. Today, people were living for free. Everything lights. Everything was for free. Now they have to pay. If you graduate, you're getting a salary from the government equivalent to somebody who's graduated. If you're going to get married, the government will subsidize accommodation, car allowance, and the rest of that. That was how life was good at that time. Today, they join with the parties with somebody that is not there, and now people are sitting and suffering, Shaft.
0: You know, Sheikh Shui Maida, I remember, I mean, yeah, Gaddafi actually called for the uni- uh, unity of Africa, and he wanted to have the United States of Africa. And you know what? He wanted the gold dinar as a standard uh, you know, uh, monetary uh, value of the whole continent. And he said, don't worry, I will be your first president. And you know what happened after that. But I recall Sheikh Maida many years ago, you know, when uh, uh, Malawi had a uh, a disaster. And, and then you went around, you know, uh, with the, some of the ambassadors that are in this country, the consulate, and you went and collected, mashallah, for Malawi. And it is believed that Malawi, in fact, is a very fertile and a, a country that has uh, Lots of, you know, greenery. You've got Lake Malawi there. Uh, but why is the poverty so rife in that country, Sheikh Shouamayla? You see,
1: Shaf, that is a very good question I mean to ask. And uh, it's actually, it's just, it's amazing, Shaf. Uh, look at the whole uh, surrounding countries in Africa. Look at Zimbabwe, you got the Kariba. We've we got uh, the Victoria Falls and the rest of that. You look at Zambia. Zambia now is trying to pick up. Alhamdulillah, We don't know who's backing them. That is going to bite them in the back one day as well. When you look at Malawi, you know, the good part and the sad part, Shaf, is that those that we choose to be in charge of the countries, the leaders, are the ones actually that have no clue on how to run the countries and the economies. So what they're doing is like everybody, you know, I'll give an example, Shaf. I'm a poor man. So if you put me in charge to run something different, I have to pull something from my pocket and look for my cronies, those are across me, or so let them get something. And by the moment ten years goes, there's no actual development in the country because it was time to loot and loot and loot and loot. And that's what is happening everywhere. So unless and until the African leaders changes how they do things and stop being puppetized and actually be firm on the ground to say we are in Africa, there's a lot of uh, things, we've got gold, we've got diamond. We got platinum. We got uh, the best of Arab soil. That actually, that you can cultivate everything and you get it. If we can focus on this as Africans and work towards that shaft, I'm telling you, this is going to be the very uh, rich continent ever. And uh, talking about Malawi, as you said, shaft governance and leadership is the solution for all these countries. Once we get the correct governance in place, then definitely we shall have something else greater. But if you get governance that comes in. And instead of focusing the country's direction and the focus on actually a looter continua, then it becomes a problem.
0: Ah, you made a very good point there. Looters, booters and scooters. Hey, how's the scooters there in, uh, in Kenya? I don't think you got scooters in Malawi and all that. You know, the tuk-tuk and all that. I think Nigeria has got quite a bit of them. But uh, you look at Kenya, Sheikh Shue Maida, he's got, uh, I mean, a, a Christian government, but his uh, recent speeches he gave, he said, you know, I'm a Christian, but I have built more massages than anyone else in this country. And I respect our Christian citizens of this country. I mean, our Muslim citizens. And, you know, under me, they have all the respect and all the, uh, you know, help that I can give them. Uh, something very uh, amazing to see that a Christian uh, leader being so accommodating to the Muslims, especially in the African context, uh, Sheikh Shereb Maida.
1: You know, Shaf, it is always amazing. I'll tell you, you know, it's, it's actually such a good thing to have uh, uh, Christian leaders that actually do ac- acknowledge and uh, recognize uh, the Muslim faith and the Muslims in their countries. And uh, it's always good if you have a Muslim uh, governing because actually they look into the plight of Muslims. Although there is some other attachments that comes with that, but visibly you can see some good changes and they listen. Actually, you give information they listen and they make sure your freedom of worship is there. You know, I'll give another good example. We had uh, a Muslim president. Actually, he was actually part and parcel of actually uh, deporting some of the missionaries that are doing good work in the country under the uh, pretense of uh, calling them Al-Qaeda Shaf. And I mean, it's so sad if you look at it. You know, a Muslim is straightforward, ready to backstab another Muslim in the back and yet the so-called Muslims, actually, they are willing to accept and uh, to give you the, the rights and the freedom of your worship. Look, even in this country, Shaf, we are among the few countries that have freedom of speech, freedom of worship. We can say what we want. We can do what we want as Muslims. We do our charity work. Everybody recognizes us, Shaf. So it's time. I think the Muslim people need to start changing this mindset. Once they get into power, sometimes they forget themselves. And even if you look at uh, a few, uh, is it a few weeks ago? Uh, actually a member of parliament in Cape Town started talking something that is out of context. He's a Muslim. And even the ANC, the party stands for that, thing. you know, you have to apologize. That's not the way how you speak. You know, you look at that. Sometimes when actually we get into that comfort zone, we forget ourselves completely and we think uh, we've made it. You know, the world is ours and uh, everything runs underneath our feet, actually, which is the symbol and the sign of round and comfort Shaf.
0: You know, I'm wondering, uh, I was always uh, under the impression that Malawi had a, you know, majority Muslim uh, population, but uh, since, you know, you see the uh, statistics coming out, they say, you know, Malawi is uh, 60, 40, 60 uh, percent Christian, 40 percent Muslim. I don't know how true that is, but uh, presently, I believe, uh, do you have a uh, Christian leadership, I think? Uh, but uh, when did the Malawi lose uh, the Muslim majority? When? Uh, what? What year was that, uh, Sheikh Mala?
1: Is it, Chef? Unfortunately, you know, this is what we read through the media. If you look at the true population, Malawi is 60-40, 60 being Muslims and 40 non-Muslims. And, and the thing is, because you know, the people chose to remain and keep away from, uh, uh, you know, educational facilities as Muslims just because of the operation that came actually with other denominations where they say, if my child goes to school, they'll be turned and become Muslim, become Christians and leave Islam. So the parents chose to keep the children away. And even when they come to doing this kind of census job, they skip in all the big areas where there's big Muslim communities and they do the census around town. So that is, you look at it, it's not a true reflection of uh, the Muslims and the Muslim population in Malawi. Malawi Muslims are bigger and greater in number than in other another religion in Malawi. You look at it to give a good example. Let's see the amount of work that has been done. You come down to Zimbabwe, a lot of work has been done by Malawi Muslims. Zambia the same, Mozambique as well. Coming into South Africa, Alhamdulillah, go to Swaziland as well, go to Lesotho. You find Muslim Malawi Muslims actually inside there to show you that you know there is a lot of Muslims that are uh, actually not counted for when it comes to the census. So this, uh, what they put on the media, on the news. It's just a fast shift. The true population is that we are more than 60% shift.
0: You know, Sheikh Shui Maida, when you look at the uh, Pakistani Association of South Africa, uh, they generally have uh, meetings, uh, you know, once a year or twice a year. And what they've done, uh, they have drawn up a uh, a register where they have, you know, everyone documented as businessmen and what they are doing. And, you know, maybe, uh, maybe they have subscription fees and so forth. So you know in each town how many uh, pakistani businessmen they have and uh, they keep in touch with them and uh, these individuals you know if they do anything wrong the association reprimands them or if uh, should those members get into trouble uh, and on behalf of that uh, you know of the pasa uh, this thing is taken to government level or consulate uh, level with the pakistani consulate and so forth and uh, the matter resolved. What about the Malawians? I don't think uh, they are so well coordinated as the Pakistanis are, you know, when it comes to the amount of people or how, the amount of Malawians are, that are in this country. And it is alleged that uh, most of them are undocumented. Your thoughts on that, uh, Sheikh Shoev Maida? You know,
1: Shav, uh, you're actually right on that. I mean, you got uh, countries, as I said, as Pakistan, they've got actually their own framework where they work together, registered, everybody knows who, who's where and who's doing what. Unfortunately, with us, Shaf, we are too scattered with quite a lot of us. And uh, I'm going to say something that maybe might not gel well with other people, but that's a reality. And lack of education, Shaf, is another key factor to us losing our identity story slowly. And then once you lack education, you don't understand what needs to be done. And you don't understand your focus in life. The main thing is, as long as I cross the border, I'm in South Africa. That is what I want it to be. And I don't care what I get. Even I get a small job whatsoever. whatever. For me, it's enough. I don't need anything else. So that is actually what has happened to us. And um, then also, the other piece is actually lack of actually mahabbat. You know, if there's no mahabbat, definitely you won't go nowhere. You know, everybody is for themselves and they would try to do everything. And this is even talking about those uh, trying to run associations that are talking about Muslim organizations that are coming from home. you find that instead of saving the true purpose of the people, facing the look it is uh, the pocket and the stomach. And this becomes a problem so there is some more people to come and need help and they will have to go through a long queue and a lot of uh, actually questions to be given and yet the help is there for somebody to get So this actually has actually divided our nations into actually into people that are not known and yet we are majority in numbers. if you look at Somalis <laughs> Tanzanians they're all just coming recently and you look at Somalians as well, just the same thing as you said and the Ethiopians look at them same kind of unity like the Pakistan nationals have done, where they work together, they operate a business, and in there, one will be selling clothes, one will be selling bags, one will be selling shoes, one will be selling uh, accessories and the rest of that, and they're working together. So if the rent was about 20,000 rupees a month, to get an example, you get about five, six, seven people working together in that environment, the rent is gone so less, and everybody's making the money, and they're all happy. Unfortunately, we haven't gone into that level, but maybe one day, if we do come to that level where we understand our focus and our purpose, that this is what we need to do, we need actually to grow ourselves as as individuals and actually as uh, members that come from one country, then things will change. But uh, until then, chef we'll still be sitting as we are sitting where we have problems upon problems. We don't know what is happening. You know, some, as you said, most undocumented guys walking around and when they get caught i mean you don't know what's happening nobody to go and start and you don't know where to start actually to help these brothers to come out here.
0: you know she you make such a, a valid point indeed uh, coming undocumented and you know criminality unfortunately you know they have had a st- uh a statistics that quite a few uh of uh, criminal uh, the criminal offenses that are committed in this country and uh, you talk about heavy crime happening here yeah? uh our malawians and uh, some bangladeshis and pakistanis I don't know how uh, complicit the Somalis are, but, uh, you know, or the Nigerians and all. These are, you know, they say foreigners that are perpetrating a lot of crime and a lot of Mozambicans also. And uh, because of them being undocumented, perhaps a question to pose are those people that run away from their homeland. You know, many told me, I mean, there was one Pakistani captain that told me many, many years ago in 1990 that, you know, uh, you'll find mostly uh, those that have... uh, you know, criminal offences in our country are running uh, towards uh, your country and so forth. But is it the same uh, story with the Malawians that, that are coming over, uh, if some of them have criminal records and so forth, Is it
1: Shaf. Uh, most of the people that come from Malawi, they actually are free from crime. You know, the thing is poverty drives them to come to this side of the uh, this part of the world. Then, unfortunately, as I said, lack of education and understanding the purpose. When they're working in the house, in an environment where they see everything is found, whereby you come from the village where you had nothing of that sort, not even a chair to sit on, now they start getting fascinated with that and now get caught in the wrong company. And this wrong company is even the people that are documented. That will put them in the forefront and actually offer them some little bit of ransom to say, if you can do this for us, this is what we're going to give you. And now they get carried away because they came looking for money, and this is an easy way to get money, and that way they get involved. And why also these documented people are doing this? Because they know there won't be no tracing of them in the incident because these people have no documentation. So anything that happens to them, it is their problem, it nothing to do with them. And now they're being sent to do a lot of things. Some of them involved in hijackings. You know, Shaf, I'll tell you a good thing. 10, 15 years back, if you tell me you wanted me to get, organize somebody from Malawi to work for you whatsoever, I'll gladly do it quickly and the possible, and I'll get that for you. Immediately. But today, if you tell me, I need somebody from your country to work, I have to think 40 times if I could do that. Because I don't know, I don't know which kind of mentality the person has got. Some, they come with that good mentality. But now with bad company, and also the rush that, you know, they don't understand that there's no hurry and no rush when it comes to working. You need actually to take your time in order to build yourself. And that is what is lacking today. So you find somebody, they go, wake two, three days, one month, They steal from the from the house, and sometimes I said they meet wrong people outside. That will say, "Go see in your house what you can get, and we can tell you can tell us what time the boss has come in, and also you tell us we come in and you can open for us, leave the door open. Then we have this kind of crime, and what they're going to be paid two thousand runs out of that shop. So this is actually ignorance one and two lack of mahabbat for the next person and understanding that where I'm staying. Is where my bread is coming from. And these people get killed, it means I'm losing my job. That gets forgotten It's merely for 2,000 runs. And what would you do 2,000 runs, Chef? It's actually very, very funny in the sense people are actually thinking has gone uh, far away from them. And instead of thinking about the futures and thinking about the families and themselves, they think fast and they want to get cash fast, and you end up stealing 2,000 runs and losing a job. That pays you, shall 5,000 rands a month.
0: Yeah, Sheikh. Uh, people like yourself, alhamdulillah, very important, and inshallah, you know, can make them uh, talk and uh, give them some sense. Allah bless you for sharing uh, these moments with us, and I think it was quite pertinent and uh, quite important uh, that Allah made us discuss that. And uh, a big jazakallah khair for you for giving us uh, such, uh, you know, sobering answers, uh, Sheikh Shaikh Maida. Look at our topic, uh, you know, which is uh, quite a powerful one. It says stop doubting, focus on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And all these doubting coming through, and I think you and I overemphasize on this program too, and we do emphasize that uh, with the uh, type of information coming through, uh, you know, so much of uh, uh, misinformation also coming through that uh, is confusing uh, the youngsters. uh, Nay, it's also uh, confusing those that are, you know, addicted to perhaps maybe the different um, media apps or, you know, different lecturers who they take. uh, uh, you know, uh, two, and they 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 listen to them very intently, and uh, these guys uh, generally are misleading many away from the house of Islam. Uh, how uh, you know, uh, uh, may, may creating doubt in the mind, and once a doubt comes in, uh, the person starts questioning everything, left, right, and center, from the Quran and to this and to that, and the uh, the mixture of the shaitans are whispering, uh, this doubting person becomes. A danger to the Ummah. Your thoughts on that, uh, Sheikh either
1: No, Sheikh. There you're right. Before the person comes a danger to the Ummah, they become a danger to themselves first. You know because you see the first thing, chef, in this aspect is uh, if you are not satisfied with what Allah has given you, then that's the opening op- opening actually uh, link for you to go into doubts. Shaitan will come in and start giving you uh, questions, about why the Quran? Why to be a Muslim? Why to make all Why to read Salah? It's other people, they don't read Salah, they don't read Quran. The successful and they're still living. On the surface, start driving expensive cars, beautiful homes for themselves. You know, so that will start beauty in you because actually you're not satisfied with what we have. And that is actually running away from the tradition. Our Anabisa says, if you want to live happy and in peace, you know, let's say if you have two meals in a day, look at someone who has a meal in a day or nothing in a day, then that way you're going to appreciate Allah, but the moment the focus is shifted, you know, you have only one meal in a day and you want to admire somebody who's got five course meals in a day plus dessert, plus mention, anything else, it becomes a problem because then shaitan will come and Play with your mind. But now you have to do this. Why can't you do this? So start throwing doubts in you say so your Allah doesn't love you. See, you got nothing. See, they're having everything. And every day they're prospering. So as you said, Shab, if you have that in you, that you're not satisfied with Allah has given you, then it's a the problem. So if you start looking at all oh, nitty-gritty uh, things and oh, uh, all these shiny lifestyles that in this dunya, then we are lost. Because Allah has mentioned, all these attachments we see, cars, beautiful houses, the rest of all this are just worth of deception. So if you have that in mind, that you do not doubt that Allah is there, you wake up in the morning, you can breathe in properly without a life support machine, that is the biggest of a blessing. Your brain is fine, tells you you're at home, tells you you have to shower, tells you you have to change your clothes, you have to iron your clothes. That means you're the most sober person in a good position. And you understand that Allah has given you the uh, uh, capabilities to be in that position. So once you have that as the main focus in life to understand that Allah has granted me everything, talk about otherwise and the rest of that, and the brains that I can think, it will tell me to go around and do some work, come back, uh, cook for myself, clean for myself, tomorrow start again, looking for work. Then that way, chef, you never have a problem. But the moment we mix things, and you're sitting and people wait for so many years to get where they are, and you want to get there within a day, then Shaf, Shaitan takes charge of you and takes full control of you. Then your focus is gone completely and doubts will be your livelihood day in and day out, Shaf.
0: Well said there, Sheikh Shoyimaita. And, you know, one of the best ways to get uh, uh, these uh, people that are doubting is uh, to take immediate action before it gets uh, you know out of control and before that person is uh, ruined and perhaps maybe lose his akhirah and lose his iman and so forth. And... Uh, do we have the type of people that can identify these doubters or take on these da- doubters and, you know, make them focus on the straight and narrow and make them focus on Nabi or on, our, you know, what you Rasul obeying Allah, obeying his messenger and uh, bringing them back and, uh, you know, taking away all these doubts. Obviously, you know, when you're giving them the answers, you should know from where they are coming from. You ask them for source of references. So, you know, you know how to tackle it. But do we have that type of expertise within our house of Islam to take on the doubters?
1: Chef, chef we do have. All of, us, uh, all of us are the best that Allah has created. Welcome to We are the best Ummah that Allah has created for mankind. And our main purpose is to forbid what is wrong and enjoy what is good. And we have faith in Allah. This is what we are here to do. You know, um, and then we have to bring a lot of at all the time, because deen is only nasihat, a deen on nasihat, lillahi wali rasuri. Deen is to give advice for the pleasure of Allah and his Rasul, wa So the moment we start skipping away from that, where we see wrong, we speak about it sometimes, and at times we don't do it, then it becomes a problem. I think Shafi sitting in those uh, uh, lost times, where Allah has mentioned, saying, Ulu'ina kafaru ala lisan Daud." Wa Isabul Maryam. That why some were canny the Banu Israel were actually cursed through the dua of Dawood and Islaat Rasulullah and Isabul Maryam, and that is because of indulging wrong at all the times. Kan ulayetanahouna and munkarifaroo. They never stop forbade one another from doing wrong, but all just got involved in that. There was a the time where ulama among them to tell them this is wrong and this is wrong. The people said, "Don't come by my door." After saying this, and now the ulama felt isolated. And they went and joined in the the, the band Walgun. You know that the, the phrase they use, if you can't beat them, you join them. So they went and joined them. And when the case of Allah came, all of them got destroyed, including the whole amongst them. And then Allah mentions on this shaft very strictly. He takes a custom. He says, Wallahi, I took I take an oath by Allah If you understand the severity of this, you could start now enjoying what is good and forbidding what is wrong, or else allowed us to curse us and put us on the wrong track, just like how he did with the Banu Israel So it's actually trying times that we just need to understand which buttons to press and to understand people before us got destroyed because of living in this kind of era where good things and bad things are similar and there's no stopping anybody and the sky is the limit. But for us Muslims, we need to understand dust is the limit, not the sky. Forget about the sky. Dust is the limit. One day you go and meet that limit where you get dark and uh, your dust will be dark for you, and you'll be buried in that dust, that, that dust which becomes the limit for yourself.
0: I like uh, the way you gave us references from the Noble Quran, and the uh, Quran is replete with stories for those that doubt and that question, and uh, that uh, you know some of them even ridicule uh, the, uh, the 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 of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala and you can see what happened to them; how they're destroyed. And you know, Shaykh uh, Shayb that doubting, you know, doubting can cause uh, uh, can, can can lead to problems with anxiety and depression which in turn can lead to, you know, serious physical ailments, like people will gain weight and high blood pressure, uh, chronic fatigue, and even increased the mortality rate among uh, these people that doubt and even they end up with heart disease and this and that. Because the doubt, uh, you know, is like a barrier that blocks out uh, spirituality from healing you both, uh, you know, uh, mentally and physically. Uh, you, you, you lose also... Uh, a uh, uh, big time because of your doubt in uh, the, the the sustainer, the provider, and the one that created you, Sheikh Shuib.
1: no, no, definitely. You know, it's just uh, for us to get back to the basics. You know, where you say, "Ashhadu an ilaha illallah wa ashhadu Rasulullah," that I do testify that there's no one wish, with or worship besides Allah Taala. That Nabi Muhammad is the messenger of Allah Taala. Once you have that and then you are ready to accept the rulings or the teachings that Allah has given us through the proper and thorough explanation of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, definitely will never go wrong. You remember when he performed his haja, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi he says, I'm leaving two things. If you hold fast to them, you will never go astray afterwards. And this is Kitabullah wa Sunnati, the book of Allah, the Quran, and the, Tradition of Nabi Muhsan So, if you look at this shaft, the answer is there. If we have to guide one another, pull one another for actually these chain and integrators of this dunya, let's pull back to the Quran and the tradition of Nabi Muhsan and let's focus on that. Once we focus on that, start programs, small, small programs. Then, inshallah, we might guide one another and lift one another's spirit and understand that only Allah is the sustainer. So, that is the way to go, Shaft.
0: Absolutely, Sheikh Maida. That is the way. And Alhamdulillah, very fruitful discussion with you this evening. Perhaps your parting words.
1: Noshab, Jazakallah for only bringing the best out of people that you speak with on the programs. And I will say, you know, we need to start focusing, and the focus should be understanding where we come from, from Allah Taala, and the focus is returning, we returning back to Allah Taala. And now the main issue within this is not to doubt Allah Taala, but make sure we work hard and get the package. That we're going to present Allah Taala, where He's going to smile with our, to us and send us packing to Jannah the to Inshallah. Don't wait for anything else, but Jannah must be our focus at all the times.
0: Inshallah. inshallah. <laughs> Once again, you have a blessed evening ahead. I'll talk to you soon. Wa Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Wa Wa
1: Rahmatullahi Wa
0: Yes, our People, don't go anywhere. It's time for us to go for our break. When you get back, Inshallah. Uh, Morana Salim Karima will be joining us.